I'm driving again. Thought I would uh, drop a message and share something since <laughs> I'm in the car and I got a little bit of windshield time and thought I would share something that uh, we dealt with quite a bit when we were running a building company and we've had people ask us uh, how to deal this and how to address this and part of the analytics that we've helped people with is to be able to get their data out of the system or to be able to calculate productivity for their revenue cycle management team um, whether it's a building company or whether it is an in-house building group doesn't really make a lot of difference so <clears throat> productivity measures are somewhat complicated you would think they would actually be quite simple and I think once upon a time they probably were simple because there's mostly a data entry business so you could simply count how many words or how many lines people entered and life was simple um, and so, I mean, even now, I think there are some aspects that you can have simpler measures. Some parts of this are a little easier. Uh, you can measure how many patient eligibility inquiries were made or uh, how many patients were registered and so on. Uh, but even once you get to payment posting, it's a little bit more complex. You can, of course, measure how many claims were posted, uh, but they're not all the same. Um, we certainly saw a wide variance, especially depending upon the type of provider, where some typically had one uh, CPT code or one uh, encounter line, uh, maybe it was an E&M or something like that, and then others had two, three, five on average, others had 15 or 20, and it was radically different. Now, within a single specialty, you might see less variance of this. But even within something like orthopedic uh, practices, you would see an extraordinary amount of variance because you might have MRI, uh, x-ray, and so on within one part of the practice, whereas you've got surgery, ENMs, and another part, and then you've got DME. So there might be a significant amount of variation if one is posting predominantly patient encounters in clinic, that's one line E&M, and somebody, maybe two lines, again, depends on what it is, um, maybe two or three if you're doing injections and pain management stuff, but if you are in another part of the business, it might be three, four, five, might be radically different, or uh, the PT part of the business is also different, right? And even charge entry can be really complex when it comes to those types of things where something like anesthesia requires some calculation depending upon the system. Or if you're doing, uh, we mentioned PT, taking back to that example, uh, you have to calculate time and it makes it more complex. Um, but again, within a orthopedic practice, you might think, ah, charge entry is all the same. Definitely not the same. But you know, your team will let you know and you can ask them for input in terms of how to create measures, right? So collectors, working AR is much more complex to measure. Um, tracking that and incentives, I mean, we, we found it to be extraordinarily complex when we were trying to not only measure, but we were trying to put in place incentives. Um, and even before we got to the incentive stage, just putting up on the board uh, how successful people would be, you know, sort of the, the leaders. And we quickly found people were gaming the system <laughs> like really fast. Like the ones that they could do quicker, they just started cranking through those really fast to get like a thousand or something um, in a day where somebody else had done some much smaller measure. And so it made some employees look incredibly good, the ones who were motivated to sort of game the system and also knew how to game the system, whereas others were you know, not as effective in doing that. So uh, it can be a real challenge to measure collectors and accounts receivable. So the incentives, of course, amplifies that significantly and if you have 
incentives in place that have loopholes or other challenges. I mean, you'll find people just driving trucks through them. So claim status obviously is different than doing a write-off, is different than doing appeals. All of those require very different amounts of time. And so obviously you want to consider measuring those things differently. But beyond simply gross productivity, we get into the concept of sort of net productivity and quality control. You know, do you want a ton of errors? Do you want people to just crank out volume where there's a ton of mistakes? And, you know, again, mistakes could be something as simple as fat fingering something where there's a data entry error or more complex problems. But let's take patient registration. You know, do you want somebody who did 100 patient registrations and 50 of them were garbage, they made a lot of mistakes, or do you want somebody who did 80 and all 80 of them were correct? And we'll come back to what correct means in a little later, but obviously you'd prefer somebody who's doing the 80 rather than the 100, <clears throat> even though 100 looks much better on paper initially. So how do you find those errors? How do you figure out which one is doing better or worse? Because you know, on first blush, if you just look at straight up productivity, it looks like the 100 is better than the 80, right? And what most organizations do is they do audits. They sample. They say, okay, we're going to pull 30 records or something like that um, and figure out how many of those had errors in them. And they go through and check, okay, name, patient ID, blah, 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 you know, match all that. They have somebody QA, QA that manually and go through them. Problems with that include the fact that it is a ton of work. So you basically have to maintain another whole separate QA department. And it's oftentimes not very accurate. Um, they're going in and checking all of those things, but they can make mistakes themselves pretty easily. Right? And it also misses an important factor, which is which errors actually matter. Or, and relatively speaking, which are important and not important. So if somebody fat figures, fat fingers, wow, I'm having a hard time. Maybe I need some caffeine. Uh, it's not that early. It's 11 a.m. So I should be able to talk by this point. Okay, if you want, <laughs> if you want to look at, uh, for example, did somebody fat finger or just mistype, have a data entry error, a patient name versus something else? Well, a lot of times if somebody inputs the patient name wrong, it's still going to get paid, so it really doesn't matter. So do you really want to focus on making sure somebody spells every name correctly if that doesn't result in non-payment? As opposed to, say, patient ID, if it's entered incorrectly, it's very likely that's not going to get paid, right? So some errors matter much more than others. Some are, you know, deal killers. They completely kill the claim, and others you know, it doesn't really matter. And some, you know, are in between. Sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. So how do you figure out which ones of those matters, right? So those are some things to consider uh, when looking at productivity measures. And uh, we'll do a follow-up episode on some of the suggestions and some of the things we dealt with and uh, how to measure some of these and productivity and even incentives uh, in the next episode.